Dry, itchy, scaly patches. Relentless itching. One in ten people will develop eczema at some point during their lifetime. It's uncomfortable, and it can be embarrassing. But you don't have to suffer alone. Today, we're talking to Dr. Frank Wong. Dr. Wong is a board-certified dermatologist at University of Michigan Health. His practice sees patients with general skin conditions, such as eczema and psoriasis, and his research is on aging skin. Eczema can be a lot of things, but it doesn't have to feel like a mystery anymore. I'm Dr. Preeti Malani. Thank you for joining us on the Michigan Answers podcast. Hi, Dr. Wong. Thanks for joining us today. It's a pleasure, Dr. Malani. Thanks for having me. So our team has scoured the internet and pulled together a list of the most searched questions about eczema. I'm going to walk you through a handful of the most common ones, and, well, we hope you're going to have uh, all the answers. I'll try my best. Great. So let's get started. Number one, what is eczema and what are the different types of eczema? So when most people uh, mention eczema, typically they're referring to atopic dermatitis, which is a specific type of eczema. This is um, a condition that tends to occur in children and manifests as um, itchy, scaly, uh, red patches on the extremities um, and also the face. But eczema actually refers to a larger group of conditions that not only includes atopic dermatitis, but also um, conditions such as numular eczema, hand uh, eczema, or um, dyshydrotic eczema, asteatotic eczema. These are different forms of eczema. And again, atopic dermatitis is a common type of eczema, usually occurring in children, oftentimes associated with Things like asthma, food allergies, um, uh, seasonal allergies, um, and so on. What's the difference between eczema and psoriasis? I know they get lumped together a lot. Yeah, great question. So eczema, as I mentioned, tends to start um, in childhood. It does tend to get um, better for most people as, um, as uh, they age. Uh, again, it is associated with a number of conditions, um, food allergies, asthma, seasonal allergies. It tends to be more um, itchy, less well-defined, meaning it has fuzzy borders. Um, it tends to occur in different locations. Um, for instance, uh, in, in many children, it tends to occur on the face and the creases of the elbows and knees. Now, psoriasis tends to look a little different. Um, it has more well-defined edges, tends to be thicker, perhaps a little less scaly. We don't see it as much in children. It uh, tends to occur um, in, for instance, adults in their 20s um, uh, most commonly. It tends to occur on the elbows and knees. Uh, for instance, um, as well as the scalp um, and lower back. And it doesn't tend to have some of those associations like asthma and seasonal allergies that I mentioned for atopic dermatitis. Is eczema contagious and can it spread from one part of your body to another? Yeah, that's a great question. It's a question that many patients will ask us. So it is not a contagious condition. So you can't spread it to other individuals. However, if you do have eczema, it is possible to spread it to other areas of your body. So for instance, if you have um, an area that's dry and perhaps itchy and you begin to scratch 
that can actually cause eczema to come up. So we often call eczema the itch that rashes. So again, if you um, scratch a lot, um, you could spread eczema. Is eczema genetic? Um, also a great question. So for many individuals, not everyone, it is. Um, so oftentimes when we're considering the diagnosis of eczema, specifically, again, atopic dermatitis, we often ask, is there a family history of eczema? Is there a family history of things like asthma, seasonal allergies, um, food allergies, things like that? Um, and we have found that in a subset of individuals, um, they can have some genetic variations that compromise the barrier function of the skin. In other words, make the skin more dry that can predispose to having eczema. But there are many forms of eczema that also are not genetic. Does stress cause eczema? So that's a common question that a lot of patients ask us. And I would say probably the easiest response or the easiest answer to that is that no, it doesn't cause eczema, but it can certainly worsen eczema. So in fact, stress can worsen just about every skin condition, um, whether it's acne or psoriasis. Um, and similarly, eczema can be worsened, exacerbated by stress. Um, stress could even cause an eczema flare. But to say that, um, I would say that stress really doesn't directly cause eczema, however. So what else can cause an eczema flare and can you avoid one? So the most common uh, reasons for eczema flare-ups are um, patients who um, aren't able to care for their skin um, in a way that maintains moisturization. So for instance, oftentimes I will tell patients that it's important to use a gentle cleanser, a gentle soap in the shower. Um, I'm, I don't get paid by any pharmaceutical companies or anything like that, but an example of a good soap would be Dove. Um, bar soap for sensitive skin, and also to avoid hot, um, long, long hot showers, um, and to uh, to try to moisturize right after coming out of the shower. So, if patients aren't able to use um, gentle soaps and they do take hot showers and they do, for instance, use things like loofahs or um, scrubby scrubby things in the shower and don't moisturize. All of that can contribute to causing eczema. And certainly, as I mentioned, scratching as well can cause an eczema flare. Even infections on the skin can cause um, a flare-up of eczema. So can you treat eczema on your own? And if so, when is it time to see a specialist? So I would say that if you have mild eczema, you can certainly treat it on your own with some of those measures I mentioned. So for instance, if you are able to use gentle soaps, um, short, lukewarm showers, gently pat, uh, dry with a towel as opposed to rubbing um, vigorously uh, with a towel when you come out of the shower. If you're able to moisturize, you may be able to calm down a very mild eczema flare. Um, uh, for mild flares as well, using a little bit of over-the-counter hydrocortisone for a couple of weeks may also calm things down. But I would say that if um, the eczema begins to spread, to other areas of the body, if it begins to interfere with aspects of your life. So if you're so itchy that you have trouble concentrating at work or um, at school, if you can't sleep at night because you are um, so itchy um, during the night, I would say 
those, um, those would be situations where you'd want to visit um, your dermatologist. Is eczema in babies different than eczema in adults, and do you treat it differently? So it, um, it can be different. Um, as I mentioned, um, the form of eczema that tends to occur in babies is uh, atopic dermatitis, and it can start as early as a couple of months of life. It can involve the, um, the face and the extremities, including um, the, uh, the uh, arms and the legs. Um, tends to spare the diaper. Again, it can be associated with things like uh, asthma, food allergies, seasonal allergies. Um, does tend to get uh, better uh, with passage of time. Um, now, some adults can have um, atopic dermatitis um, as well. Not everyone grows out of it, but I would say that adults tend to have the broader spectrum of forms of eczema, um, other types of eczema, in other words, such as um, entities that we call numular eczema or um, asteatotic eczema uh, or hand eczema. But in the end, um, Many forms of eczema, almost all forms of eczema, are really due to over-drying of the skin. So there's a lot of similarity in terms of how we treat eczema, whether it's a child or an adult. We recommend, again, gentle soaps, good moisturizers, refraining from scratching, treatment of any skin infections, um, and even anti-inflammatory medications, topical topical, um, medications like topical steroids, and even... Um, certain types of um, pills or injectable medications. So if you have eczema as a child, are you more likely to have eczema as an adult? So it is possible, but many um, uh, patients who have eczema, and specifically atopic dermatitis as children, do tend to have improvement over time as they become adults. However, not everyone. Um, Some um, people develop uh, eczema in childhood and continue to have Uh, bad eczema um, uh, when they're adults. Are there any over-the-counter or home remedies that people should steer away from? What about bleach baths, for example? Actually, it's um, completely okay to do bleach baths. You have to do it in the right way. So for our patients who come in to our clinic and um, have eczema and if they happen to get frequent skin infections, very dilute bleach baths. Um, done in the way that we would recommend, and we typically will provide very specific instructions to our patients. Uh, When bleach baths are done correctly, it can help reduce skin infections. And by reducing the risk of skin infections, that actually helps um, uh, reduce flare-ups of eczema. Are there any other remedies that uh, concern you? Um, Sometimes what we find is that patients will um, apply uh, over-the-counter antibiotics a common one would be triple antibiotic ointment or um, something topical for itching, like topical Benadryl. Well, believe it or not, things like topical Neosporin or topical Benadryl are frequent causes of allergic reactions, not just in eczema patients, but in just about everyone. And because of those allergic reactions, that in itself can cause itching, but certainly flare up um, a person's eczema. So those are some typical things with that uh, we would advise avoiding. So we mentioned that your research is in aging skin. Uh, is there any eczema research underway that you're particularly excited about? Absolutely. Um, 
there's been a lot of headway made in understanding the um, the inflammation that is um, important in causing eczema. And um, while many of um, your listeners may be aware that uh, in recent years, there's been a lot of what we call biologic agents that specifically target um, the sort of immune causes of psoriasis. Only recently has it been that um, we've uh, made headway in understanding the um, immunologic mechanisms that cause eczema. So as a result, um, there are starting to be more biologic agents that are becoming available uh, for eczema, and they work tremendously well. I've had so many patients that have responded so nicely. Um, the first one that's become available is something called dupilumab. And again, I've seen some excellent results both in children and uh, adults from this medication. And there are similar targeted agents um, that, that specifically target um, molecules that are involved in causing inflammation um, in eczema that are about to um, uh, come on the horizon. Um, they're uh, either uh, recently FDA approved or about to be FDA approved. So I'm very excited about uh, these newer medications that are coming out. I think it'll really change. Uh, how we treat eczema and really, uh, really will be beneficial for our patients. Dr. Frank Wang, thank you for sharing your time and expertise with us today. And thank you to our listeners for tuning into this week's episode of Michigan Answers. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We are unpacking some of the most searched for health topics on the internet. And if you're interested in learning more about how Michigan medicine is improving lives and advancing health, you can visit michigananswers.com. See you next week.